1: These are amazing words, aren't they? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. In the light of all that's gone on in our world over these past few days, it seemed to be such a missed opportunity simply for me to share from god's word about all of us being made in the image of god equal male and female black or white and so in the determination to keep it real and for us to be people that live and apply god's word uh, earlier on i had this conversation with uh, harold that i'd love to share with you now well it's fantastic um to have Harold uh, with us this morning. Uh, Harold, as many of you know, is a brother, a friend. Uh, Harold and Flo, are dear friends of, of Kerry and myself, and uh, uh, and Ipswich International Church, a dear friends of, of all of us at, at Burlington. And it's been some, oh, I don't know what to call these last few days. Obviously, everything that's taken place in in America is abhorrent. It's shocking. It troubles us to the core, and and yet. The seeds of what we see, we know, are being planted and continually planted all over the world. And I'm really grateful for the way that, that Harold has been sharing in the early morning prayer meetings over these last few days. And we've been sharing together with other leaders across the town. And it's great, Harold, to have you with us just to begin to to help us think through and unpack so mm. much of of what's going on. So I wonder if I can begin here it's Mm. it's clearly what's gone on in america is is awful but it's not so much now about just what happens in Mm. america it's Mm -hmm. about that sense isn't it of black people all Mm -hmm. over the world going i get that i can't breathe that's my experience in my ordinary Mm. everyday life so what's it like for you and for many people in ipswich international church living in ipswich in 2020 as regards this whole uh, racism
2: mm. and racist issue. Yeah, thanks, Simon. And uh, I reiterate what you said. Thanks, Burlington family. This is this is a privilege to to be doing this together. Simon and I, many of you know, are very good, very close friends, and uh, our wives, our friends, and our children are are building a relationship and and the congregations as well. We're really a family together, just on this journey. Now, in relation to to what happened to George Floyd, honestly, I think. I'll start by the way I felt, and then I think maybe I, I can just see how that was multiplied uh, right across, and obviously how our children have have also processed this. And yes, how it's manifested in our home has been a real eye opener. So when I when I first saw the WhatsApp video, I wasn't quite sure because sometimes you you got fake news. So, but then I looked again, and then I realized no, this is real. This is serious stuff. And and before I knew it, I I think the message was already going around and, and, and others were starting to talk about it. So when I then took my time to allow it to sink in, I I felt I wept actually. I, I, I just started to cry and 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 as I as I wept, I knew that this 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 my crying was was just not was not just about George. As sad as that was, abhorrent as that was, evil as that was, it was, it was beyond that. It was like, wow. Mm. The 20th, 21st century, 2020, right in broad daylight, mm. that somebody that you would expect to be enforcing the law is abusing the law and using it racially in a discriminatory way against somebody, fellow human. And yet treating him less than an animal, really. And, and, and it, it, it really made, so my, my, my grief turned into anger. And I thought, no, this is unjust. This is out of order. This, is, this can't be right. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, don't be silent. Because in, in the past, I might try and process this in a certain way. And, and, and racism has been around for a while but there's something about this particular one and maybe it's the timing as well and it just something in me just arose and said you can't be silent you you can't be quiet about this you've got to call it out for what it is it's injustice it's racism and it is evil so but then what i've started to pick up from from others and, and you've you, as you rightly said on the 6 a.m prayer meeting as, as even just like this morning, as we prayed, you could tell this is really heavy on people's hearts. Yeah. And and just talking to different members of the of the RIC family, is rife. And people have been experiencing this. You talk about school, they experience it. You talk about being in the community, going shopping on the bus. I mean, imagine somebody said, I mean, they offered a seat to to a white lady, and can I just say, generalization is always wrong. Okay, so. I'm not in any way suggesting all oh, white people are racist or anything like that. But as we continue the conversation, I think we'll probably dig into some of the subconscious biases that we, we probably even don't realize out there. Mm. Okay. Going back to this example, somebody offers a seat to someone and, and they say, no, thank you. But then a, a white boy offers a seat to the child char- um, to the same woman and the woman will gladly take it. And then somebody sitting by thinking, what the hell was that about? If you wanted the seat, you were offered the seat. But because maybe she would have been sitting beside somebody different to her she didn't mm-hmm. like it so and, and I'm not calling her racist but she probably didn't realize that she had some conscious biases okay so so I think and and then you've got people at work um who could be due promotion they've got experience but they'll be bypassed even somebody they train will be given the will, will be given the job instead because you can tell clearly that there's a bias there and this is what people are living with every day you've got the name calling you've got all the all the names that people call people and some to a degree they think it's, 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 a, it's a joke they've come to accept it as normal and so I think this is stirring up in people a raw emotion that I think we're seeing right across the world so this sense of I can't breathe I think um, is manifesting itself in different ways
1: and I, I found it so in, uh, deeply moving and enlightening just as we, you mentioned these last few days in, in the prayer meetings to feel some of the emotion of that. And I, mm. it, I recognize that I'm, I'm just feeling a little slice of, of, of probably what's become so normal for many people. Mm. And, uh, and, uh, it's shocking. And, uh, mm. you know, I find myself uh, along with the whole of Burlington community saying, this is a moment that we need to seize, mm. uh, to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess it's, it's like so many blind spots, isn't it? What you don't, you don't know what you don't see until you see mm. something that you haven't seen, if that makes, mm. <laughs> if that makes sense. And yes, I, it does. I guess, it does. you know, and, and you, you were, you were sort of alluding to just some moments ago how Um, I might say I'm I'm not at all racist. I believe that everyone's made in the image of God equal, that in Christ, every human division that's been created across races is abolished. Mm. There's no uh, male or female or Greek or Mm. Jew, all are one in Christ. And and yet, as we've been talking this week, uh, um, this is so filtered into the church for generations Mm. because of the way colonialism has uh, has been taken around the world. Mm. Um, together with the gospel. Um, mm. Reflect on that with me for a moment because I found the things that you've been saying really really helpful and in, insightful. We, we thought we were doing a good thing taking the gospel for certain places yeah. and no doubt we whoever we are were but there was so much wrong with it in a way alongside it. Uh, help us think about that please.
2: Yeah so thanks Simon. So no doubt there were those who left the Western shores they sold everything and they were zealous for God, and they went. They, they sold out, and they died amongst the people. They loved them, and, and they gave everything. But then there were those also who went on the back of the missionaries and saw an opportunity to exploit a continent, and they went with a different agenda. And wherever Mammon manifests itself, you got problems. And Mammon is the spirit of the age that is a spirit of greed, the spirit that just wants to take and take and take. And Jesus warns: the love of money is at the root of all evil. So. So when you got greed and the love of money coming in, people saw humans as a resource. I mean, it started off um, the early slave trade. It didn't just start off wickedly. I mean, some people didn't even know what they were getting to. So they were giving people off and maybe to to work. And before the the natives knew it, they were now being kidnapped and people were being bribed. And and before they knew it, the level of, of inhumane treatment that they gave the people was something else. And you had... Obviously the news spread across the European countries and they saw the human the human resource as 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 well that is cargo for them. And they just exploited it to the full. And and millions li- really were exploited and taken out from the continent and brutally, brutally treated. And you've got the trauma. I think we're still living through that trauma. Mm. But on the back of some of the mindsets, I think that as 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 people were communicating, all, yeah, albeit so, we're speaking some truth and sharing the gospel, but with some of that warped thinking, superiority came in, in the mindset. So there was that superior thinking of the white race is superior to the black. So as they taught the black man the gospel, the black man received the gospel in the light of the white man is superior to the black man. So you've got two things happening here. You've got in the subconscious mind of the white man, He's superior in the subconscious mind of the black man. He's inferior, or she's inferior, and you've got generations birthed out of the subconscious mindset. Obviously, the enemy takes advantage of that and becomes so. It just becomes people's personality, really. Mm-hmm. So, as, as the as 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 the the people are then traded across to England and across Europe, and obviously now to the Americas. And once the Americans got involved, it just went to another and to another level. I mean, they've got many things. Yeah. We've got many things to. Um, celebrate about America, and they like big things and, and and I think they just went to town with the whole slaves thing, and it just it just exploded and on that level uh, it, it just took another shape on itself. but here, right here in england we 're still living from, from from the historical effects of that, and I think the church was very complicit because people it justifies racism with, 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 with scripture and almost thought that the black man was subs- was subservient to the to the to the white man almost used scripture to to justify that and so people were comfortable with that and as that permeated the the subconscious um psyche of 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 the people we're living in the light of that today but i think many well meaning people mm-hmm. are looking at themselves saying yes actually i can see i can see yes i can't deny maybe in my blind spot in my subconscious mm-hmm mind somewhere, I do feel superior to the black person Mm. and equally to the black person subconsciously Feel
1: inferior, uh, absolutely. Inferior. And I, I think, uh, uh, we can see how our silence and our inactivity has been complicit with this, uh, inbuilt bias that has been handed to us. And we, we haven't seen it clearly enough. We certainly haven't stood against it, uh, strongly enough. I know, um, earlier on the week, we were chatting about our buildings, weren't we? And the way that mm-hmm. even our, yeah. even the design of our buildings, have mm. inbuilt prejudice. Sometimes I'm just—I look at the buildings and I'm just shocked by the way they were mm. built. And I thought, mm. how could people that love Jesus have done that? And yet, it's a blind spot. It's just it, it inbuilt, and it's—it's a, it's a generational thing. It's a spiritual thing. And as you say, we need mm. the power of the cross uh, mm. to illuminate uh, and to cleanse and to break the power mm. Of, of, mm. of of these things. That's so helpful and so in, insightful. So let, let's let's move. Should we? sort of forward in our conversation so, mm-hmm. so here, here I am and, and and Burlington with me going what gosh what, what, we, if we've been part of the problem we mm-hmm. want to be part of the solution and, mm-hmm. and I've often reflected on whether you know the black majority churches that have flourished in our country over the last 20-30 years 40-50 years maybe even is a is a kind of judgment on the white declining churches because we were we were again sweeping generalizations now we were we were so unwelcoming that the Mm. black majority churches burst into life and i i look at some churches that are just so alive and i think gosh we we missed all that faith and life and energy because of this inbuilt prejudice you know god god have mercy on us so if we've been Mm. part of the problem how can we now be and, and I guess Burlington in particular, and thinking especially about our relationship with IIC, how can we be part of the solution as we begin mm. to move forward together?
2: Well, I want to honor you for, for, for um, initiating this conversation and, 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 and for us to be able to talk as friends and brothers like this. So in terms of the, the healing and what we could do together, I think what we've started to do is the beginning the honest conversations. So, so the inherent sort of conscious biases that we might have, if we start the conversation, then allow the Holy Spirit to do a work in us. So, I mean, I, I, you and I are great friends and we, I, I even forget that I'm, I'm, I'm black when I'm around you. We, 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 we get on so well together, but it does not mean that we haven't had to work some things through allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts.
1: Yeah. And we
2: Because we have a mutual genuine honor and respect for one another, we're able to celebrate each other's giftings. And we don't always see the reflection of that in the wider community. Yeah. So our congregations are made up of real people in real places, doing real things in life. They're not all serving um, in our kind of capacity. So, Maybe having the conversation is a start. So, and asking people their experiences, what has been their experiences with a nurse, a doctor, a cleaner, um, a teacher, whatever, um, social worker, and just having those conversations. I think to start with, and listening and saying, "I understand. I I agree. Yes, actually, let's not discard. Let's not let's not throw away this. These are these are real issues. And so, as we as so we appreciate that this is real." It starts the conversation and where we can genuinely begin to say, holy I really genuinely want to honor my brother and my sister, both black and white. So obviously what I would, my observation is based on maybe some of the early treatments that, um, Western churches maybe gave those who came as immigrants into the country. Almost now you're seeing the growth in, in maybe black led or black majority churches. So there is almost sometimes. Equally, blacks also have to check their hearts that if the Lord brought us here for a purpose, then let's see where we can meet each other in the middle. It's not always been the easiest conversation, but hopefully we can start mm-hmm. modeling something and, and start talking, praying with each other, listening out, and maybe having allowing the Holy Spirit to really touch the community, especially of, of the indigenous Caucasians, to, to, to invite your, your fellow brothers and sisters Asking for forgiveness on what your 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 predecessors your, your and ancestors have um, have done.
1: I think that something spiritual can begin to take place here. Uh, and that, um, I think, and that breaking the silence is is both a big picture thing, isn't it? And hmm. and I guess it's it's what we're doing now. It's a friendship. It's a, a asking real people in the real world building real friendships isn't it and building real understanding with people having the courage to say what's it like working in the NHS Mm -hmm. what's it like to be you know whatever whatever professional job or calling that is on your life Um, Mm. and and what prejudice are you facing what struggles have you had where's your vulnerability how can we pray and support you Mm. I guess it as ever, it starts with our hearts and it starts with personal Definitely. action and, and yep. personal ac- activity.
2: Mm. And, and
1: I've, I've loved the way that in so many senses, the Spirit's gone ahead of us as individuals mm. and as, a, as churches, the, that sense of, of praying and joining together has just been mm. remarkable over the last few years and uh, mm. we're longing to see that, uh, to see that really, really continue. Harold, thank you so, so much. Harold and Flo, Ipswich International Church, uh, we love you. We look up to you. Your heart for worship, your passion for prayer, your, uh, knowledge of the scriptures and uh, just your vibrancy of the Jesus life touches us and inspires us day by day. We are so, so grateful to God, uh, for you and for, and for all of you and, and for our conversation today. Thank you.
0: Our reading goes on to say, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we lead. We shout, come back to God. And therefore, let's pray as Christ's ambassadors. Let's pray. As Christ's ambassadors in this world, we call for justice, peace, compassion and truth to reign in our towns, in our nation, and across this world, we call for truth. The truth that we are one in Christ Jesus. May this become our everyday reality. We pray for one another as we examine our own lives. Root out in us anything that does not display your beauty and truth. Be at work in us first, so that we can truly be ambassadors of you. Spirit of God, have your way in me. Heal me, challenge me and change me so I can be an agent of liberation, calling out evil in our world and bringing your truth and justice. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for Burlington and all other churches. Again, be at work in us so that we can proclaim boldly that we are a movement that shares a hunger for God's coming kingdom and who seeks to confront evil, injustice and hypocrisy. Help the church listen and learn and help the church rise up with a message of peace And reconciliation that brings healing to broken hearts and lands. And Lord, we pray for an end to all oppression. We ask for an end of racial oppression and for communities to live differently. May this world look and live differently because oppression is no longer the daily reality. May I look and live differently because I no longer allowed oppression to rise in me. And may your kingdom come, and may your will be done on earth today as it is in heaven. And so as we've shared this meal together, we call out to you, Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And because of our belonging in you, we commit once again to live more and more like you in every day and to love all that we know. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.